Gator Dave, I think, Pat is still chasing him. Now, we'll have him here momentarily. Florida, Florida State. I got to say, Gators losing Graham Mertz collarbone was very sad. Played well. And there he is, Gator Dave's with us. I was just talking about Graham Mertz going down collarbone. Sad story there. I've got to also mention that Max Brown, and I've never seen him take a meaningful snap, Richard Freshman out of Oklahoma, looked very comfortable, Dave, running that offense. Yeah, Bill, you got to give some credit there for Billy Nate for having the, the, the backup quarterback ready to go. Um, now it is – can you build a game plan around him? Now there's a little bit of film on him. Not a whole lot, especially in the passing game. I still think that's the element of surprise Florida has, but you certainly know FSU will be ready for now, you know, a running quarterback, an athletic quarterback, a quarterback can, you know, that can keep it on some zone reads and stuff. So, of course, you know, they'll be repping that heavy for their defense this week. But uh, certainly still an element of surprise for Florida, a little more athleticism at the position. Uh, but now, you know, how does he respond to um, – the spotlight on him dealing with a game plan all week, now being the guy in a pretty much do or die situation for Florida to make a bowl game this year. Uh, and and it's a rivalry game. So thankfully, you know, you're, you're at home. You want to deal. I mean, he, he dealt with a pretty, you know, noisy environment there at, at Missouri, uh, but now gets the friendly confines of the swamp. So yeah, very interesting storyline building you know, for both teams and their backup quarterback, but also shout out to Graham Mertz, Bill, that you, uh, you know, you, you were talking about, uh, Tough, gritty player, overcome the expectations I think most put on him this year to help lead this Gator offense. Uh, and, um, you know, put the, no, no fault of him and the, the offense for the most part, Bill, for, for Florida's record. Uh, but, you know, just uh, really showed um, improvement from his time at Wisconsin, showed, improved to be a leader uh, there for Florida. And, look, he laid it all out on the line uh, there, and that's what led to that collarbone injury for him. Uh, there Saturday night, but I don't think Gator fans can be too disappointed what they got from number 15 this year. How frustrating is it to have a chance to win like that against a team that's going to end up with 10 wins or more and not quite get it done and also allow a long third, a fourth down conversion? That, hey, Bill, that, that, there you go. You explained it perfectly. They, they didn't make the winning plays. Uh, the plays were there to be made. Uh, and, you know, you're trying to run out the clock and kick a field goal, and Trevor Etienne runs out of bounds uh, and, you know, saves Missouri a timeout, saves Missouri 30, 40 seconds, uh, and that leads to, you know, look, but you, that can easily be erased. You, like you said, Bill, you had them fourth and 17. Uh, you've got to make a play. You cannot let that conversion. Well, we know how bad this defense is, Bill, but under no circumstances, no matter how bad you are, you cannot give up a fourth and 17 the way they gave it up. Luther Burden, I mean, Bill, of all guys that you want to have eyes on, one guy that can't sit down in a zone somewhere, that's the one guy. Uh, and they they let it happen. Uh, and that, it, that's the frustrating part, Bill, is just, you know, that they keep giving up big plays on defense. All in all, Bill, I mean, it, if you look at that defense, you know, some stats will show you they're an okay defense, except, and this is what kills them, and, you know, is giving up the explosive plays. It's it, 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 it really, really hampers any kind of progress this defense may have made. They just cannot stop themselves from giving up, you know, an easy play that turns into a missed tackle, a, a play, a, you know, a move made by the offensive player that 
should be a routine game that turns into an explosive play, either for big, big yardage or a score. Uh, this defense just cannot seem to get a way to figure out how to stop the big play. So, yeah, Bill, I mean, the, the, there were many times, you know, there are plays to be made in that game. That's the frustrating part there. Uh, Billy Napier, you know, was asked about, is this team better than, you know, their record indicates? And, you know, in some ways they are, Bill, but all that matters is the win-loss record. And, you know, for Florida, they just cannot make those plays right now uh, to be to, to become a winning football team. Perry Mason down in the Orange Groves of America says, Bill, please ask Gator Dave, is the rumor true that Billy Napier had a come-to-Jesus meeting with his staff after the LSU game and also that he is actually real fiery behind the scenes? Uh, the real fiery behind the scenes, Bill, yes. I have I have heard that multiple occasions, um, not just anytime recently because of, you know, losses piling up for Florida. I've heard that more anyway. Um, certainly does not show it, you know, in, right. in a press conference setting or anything like that. But uh, – uh, or on the sideline too much. He's, a, a couple of times you see it, but look, he's not Kirby Smart. He's no, you know, he's not that type of um, guy in the public eye. Um, as far as the come to Jesus moment against LSU or after LSU, um, I haven't heard that one specifically. I have heard that has happened uh, at times this season, earlier in the season. Um, but I do know um, some of the the players uh, had a come to Jesus moment uh, early in the week, uh, Monday, I believe it was last Monday. Uh, after the LSU game, and um, I believe uh, either Ricky Pearsall or I, think, I believe it was Pearsall, uh, not not Grammar. I believe it was Pearsall who you know called that meeting and and you know really kind of expressed everything with his season coming to a uh, or career coming to a close as well th- th- this this week versus Florida State. Uh, but yeah, I did hear at least for, for players uh, it was a kind of a come to Jesus moment last Monday after LSU. The thinking from coaches about in-game head coach demeanor. And not all do. I mean, Nick Nick gets emotional. Nick doesn't hold back much. But the thinking from a Billy Napier point of view is during the game, okay, it's one thing practice or in meetings and stuff, but during a game, when I'm being looked at and dissected by everybody, TV, fans, you know, friends, enemies, I cannot be out of control. I've got to be under control. If there's a bad play, I've got to be under control. If it's something that's really good, I have to be under control. That's the thinking there. It is, Bill, and look, it all goes to wins and losses. I think people will say, oh, you know, he needs to be more fiery. The team will respond to that. I don't know if that makes a difference in win-loss record. I mean, I, I remember going back and almost having this same exact conversation about Will Muschamp and how fiery he is and all that, and – as you said, when Florida was losing and he's doing those things on the sideline, he looks like a buffoon. Right. But if you're winning and you're doing those things, oh, he's fiery, he's passionate. And, you know, it's, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't, Bill, in, <laughs> in, 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 those, in those scenarios. So I know people will, you know, want to link, you know, a, a lackadaisical approach to maybe win-loss record. And look, can it be fiery more sometimes? Okay, maybe, you know. I liken it to more Bill. If a guy messes up, you know, I, I don't mind seeing you get on him a little bit. And um, you know, he's shown that a little bit too. Maybe not quite as much as the fan base wants, but I think as far as maybe firing a team up or you know that's the, that and that has something to do with the approach of the team. I, I you know I think you're just trying to maybe look for something of maybe why these losses are piling up and trying to link it to that. I I don't necessarily do so. 
Gator Dave with us. Gators breakdown. Has the bleeding stopped on the decommits? Uh, Bill, I still expect one more. Amaris Williams, a defensive lineman, um, I would say trending to Ohio State. And we'll see. Uh, you know, these, put it this way, Bill. This time of year, closer to signing day that we get, you know, these things change a lot. Uh, minute by minute, by minute, it seems. Uh, I would say that's the one to look out for. Uh, he's been to Ohio State, visited Ohio State, won't be in Gainesville this weekend. Uh, is the plan right now? So um, he's you know, um, a defensive lineman commit from uh, Maryland. If off the top of my head is right, but it looks like you know Ohio State. That's an imminent flip, maybe uh, that, that that's going to happen there. Uh, but you know, Florida is getting some good news on on the defensive line front. Daylon Evans, he's a Texas A and M commit. Bill, we know everything that's going on there. Has had high interest in Florida since the spring. Um, that may look like it's slowing down, but now everything going on there with the Aggies, uh, he's going to visit Florida this weekend. Florida, Florida State. Uh, uh, so maybe you know, after losing some defensive line commits, maybe Florida can kind of maybe put the, put some final touches on Daylon Evans, another defensive line from uh, t- from Texas, uh, and maybe get one more back in the fold. I was looking, might have been yesterday, at the rankings. And even with the losses, Florida's ranked number five nationally. Right, Bill. And look, that, that's what, you know, you, you and I talked about it going into the season. That's why it was so important to build the class up before the season. Because you and I, you followed it much longer than I have. But once you get the guys, look, do a lot of decommits happen? Sure. Uh, but that's across the country. If you, if you get the guys in the class, you're not going to have, you know, what I would consider a mass exodus. Um, if the season didn't go or is the season going the way it is, um, of course there were going to be some. But I think that's why you had to build it up so high is it gives you a little bit of buffer uh, when guys do start decommitting. So, uh, you know, Bill, they got some final touches to put on. Maybe you get an upset win uh, this Saturday versus Florida State and get some good vibes, get some good feelings back into the program. Uh, but for now, you know, Bill, it's still it, it's still um, a class of, around where it needs to be for Billy Napier to kind of turn the roster around. It's not like, Dave, we have a big, wide swath history of the transfer portal and free commerce, meaning transfer, it's free, you don't have to check with anybody, you don't have to have a reason, and here in a couple of weeks it's going to open back up. My question, sounds like a kindergarten-level question, but is this one going to be, and it's only 30 days, this first one, so yep. it's been tightened up. Last year it was 45. Is this one going to be as crazy, if not more crazy, than the few that we've witnessed today? I think so, Bill. Uh, and well, Mike Elko from Duke was speaking about it yesterday as well. Yes. Uh, if yes. Yeah, and he's kind of expecting it as well, and especially with this reduced window um, and guys having to make that decision. We're already seeing it at uh, uh, NC State. You know, those guys have – decided to sit out late in the season, sit out their last game, and go ahead and mention that they're going to enter the portal. Um, yeah, Bill, I mean, so, something's got to be done. Um, as, as I don't know what you can do since you've opened Pandora's box, and this is what we all kind of said. Hey, it's a good thing in, in, in some ways, but we know without the, the regulations and the rules put into place, how this is going to be the wild, wild west, and that's exactly what it's turned into. Um, and it's tough for, for football coaches now that, you know, even now during the season, you got to worry about our guys wanting to leave, and you know, if the season's not going the right way, or you got to worry about keeping your guys there and re-recruit them. And um, 
you, you can see why guys now build prefer the NFL over college football um, in, in, in the coaching world, and transfer portal is a large, large issue of that. So, uh, with all the coaching changes going on as well, Bill, it's just it, it's very tough to build and maintain a roster right now if you're not one of the top elite schools. So, um, uh, it's uh, yeah, I, I expect it to be pretty crazy, Bill, and probably some names that you wouldn't expect uh, will, will be putting their name into the transfer portal. Would the defensive side of the ball be the primary focus for Florida? Um, that's a good one, Bill. I do think edge rusher, uh, pass rusher, they need to probably target one. Uh, linebacker again. Uh, they didn't. They, you know, they hit linebacker for a portal, or hit the portal for linebacker this past time, but they didn't really get any instant impact guys. Bill, they're they're, they're relying on those guys now. Uh, and this Jamar James cut off an injury as well. I think, you know, that that adds to it. Um, but then they're playing so many young guys too, Bill. So how do you measure that with all the experience they've gotten this year? You know, do you just go get that pieces if you're comfortable with the young guys and then progressing and developing into next year? I think Florida's in a tricky situation uh, on the defensive side, given all the young guys that are playing this year, Bill. But, of course, I think in the front seven you have to. Um, and – Probably at safety as well. Uh, that there for far almost the spots they hit last time. I think they probably got to hit again, Bill. Uh, at least for some depth pieces. Uh, then on the other side of the ball, I still think you, you got to go get a big time, big bodied receiver that can make some plays. If you can, they got some playmakers and Wilson that'll be back next year, of course. But you know, is he a true number one given you know his size and? Maybe I won't necessarily say gadget player, but you know, Bill, I just, he's just not the the big bodied receiver that I think Florida could also use in that offense uh, right now. So, um, an offensive line, uh, no, no doubt about it. Florida's going to get some help there too, Bill. So, yeah, there'll be plenty, plenty active in the transfer portal. Tell everybody how they can get your content. Yeah, Bill, everybody can get it. GatorsBreakdown.com. You can uh, check out latest episode there, starting uh, Florida, Florida State talk as well. And um, Billy Napier, with, I was talking about all the quarterback stuff going on this week with Max Brown taking over for Graham Mertz. So um, probably earlier preview episode this week too, Bill. And I uh, hope you and your family have a, have, a, have, a, have a good Thanksgiving. You too, sir. Appreciate it. See you next week. See you, Bill. There he is. Gator Dave. Allen in Tampa, Bill, props to Gator Dave, tells it like it is, not a homer. I think he's very even in his analysis of the Gators. I do. I think he's realistic. I think he's objective. I think his critiques are incredibly fair. Well thought out. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that get the break here. Brad Powers, hour three. That's today. Brad Powers is today. The gambling is today, y'all. Omni Nashville Hotel.